The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here's the news. The market value of China's new style tea drinks is likely to surpass 200 billion yuan, about 27 billion U.S. dollars in 2025. The value of the market will reach almost 150 billion yuan this year. That is according to the report jointly released by the China Chain Store and Franchise Association, an e-commerce platform, Meituan. Targeting young consumers, new-style tea drinks, such as cold brew tea, tea latte, fruit tea, and cheese tea, often use fresh ingredients and are made with innovative recipes. The report stressed the rapid expansion of this market, noting that there were around 515,000 new style tea shops in China by the end of August this year, a surge of more than 36% from the end of 2020. Data from online platforms including Meituan and Dianping shows that as of June this year, the new style tea shops accounted for about 57% of all China's beverage stores. This is Special English. China's first commercial suspended monorail line has opened to the public in Wuhan, the capital of central China's Hubei province. The operational first phase of the project covers a total distance of 10.5 kilometers and features six stations. According to the Optics Valley Traffic Company, the train runs for 12 hours every day, with each departing every 10 minutes. The maximum operating speed of the monorail train is 60 kilometers per hour. The entire operation process is fully automated and requires no human intervention, including starting, entering stations, opening, and closing doors. Xie Hongzhen, a staff member of the company, said the unique design of a monorail with the train suspended from a single beam, is a clever operational solution. Compared to traditional railways, monorail trains offer a smoother ride and effectively eliminate interference from other traffic 
and pedestrians. The monorail train, also known as the Optics Valley Photon, appears to hang upside down because the track is positioned above. Passengers can enjoy the city from an entirely different perspective through the glass floor beneath their feet. Since its test operation in May, the monorail has attracted tourists from across the nation. You're listening to Special English. China has upgraded its digital renminbi payment services to make the payment process more user-friendly for foreigners as part of the efforts to improve the profile of its digital currency. The newly launched Recharge Before Use feature on the digital RMB app allows foreigners to replenish the app wallet by using global payment networks, Visa and MasterCard. They can also go to bank service outlets to recharge the wallet with cash. If there is a balance left afterwards, it can be returned to the foreign bank card or account that was used for topping up. Previously, foreign users in China could only top up their digital renminbi account on the spot when making payments. The new function can help reduce waiting time due to foreign card verification, making the transaction smoother. It also allows foreigners to use more convenient online payment methods, such as QuickPay, just like domestic users. With the upgrade, foreigners can use their digital renminbi both at brick-and-mortar merchants and on online platforms such as ride-hailing app Didi, takeaway service provider Meituan, as well as travel portal Ctrip and e-commerce platform JD. Zhou Maohua, an analyst at China Everbright Bank, said the upgrade will benefit foreigners and increase the presence of digital renminbi in cross-border transaction scenarios, which will ultimately help facilitate the internationalization of the currency. China has been developing the digital version of the fiat currency since 2014. According to the People's Bank of China, as of May 31st, around 264 million transactions were made via digital renminbi in trial regions, totaling 83 billion yuan, about 11.4 billion U.S. dollars. In another development, 
Chinese financial technology company, Ant Group, introduced seven new leading digital wallets and payment apps from Asia to the Chinese mainland, bringing the total number of overseas digital wallets accepted in the mainland to 10. The company said that the users of overseas digital wallets such as HiPay of Mongolia and Changyi Pay of Singapore have been able to use their domestic mobile e-wallets to enjoy a seamless payment experience in the mainland across Alipay's vast merchant network. This is Special English. New Zealanders have been increasing their expenditure on luxury travel, with average spending on travel bookings currently 35% higher than in 2019. That is according to a survey conducted by Flight Center, one of the world's largest travel agency groups headquartered in Brisbane, Australia. The average Kiwis spending on their dream holidays in August is up 47% year-on-year, with bookings made up of a combination of flights, tours, and cruises. The head of operations of Flight Center's Travel Associates New Zealand said many of these large bookings came from those between the age of 50 to 69. She said that these travelers may be empty nesters who've managed to pay the mortgage and suddenly find themselves with more cash to play with and free time on their hands to travel, adding the largest booking so far this year equated to some 232000 New Zealand dollars, about 138000 US dollars for a small group. According to the survey, the most expensive bookings are often those going on around-the-world cruises, visiting sometimes 50-plus countries. On top of that, they want to go on private guided tours where they can skip the lines and go off the beaten track. Popular destinations for the luxury market include Britain, Italy, and Singapore. She added that Canada is also sought after among travelers opting to go on ski holidays or sightseeing tours around the Rocky Mountains. This is Special English. I love you. 我爱你. 
This might be the easiest way to say "I love you," since there are so many other romantic expressions. No matter if you're a rookie, 你好，我的中文一点点 ，or a sophisticated learner. 我来北京五年了，我是本地人。There is definitely something that will interest you. Check out Takeaway Chinese, a world that starts with 你好。We all enter this world with a universal greeting. <laughs> we then learn to speak. Though our languages, cultures, and traditions may differ, we still share one thing in common. We have hope for humanity and the world. General Railway Company Deutsche Director of the International Monetary Foundation. Hear the difference with CGTN Radio. Join our global network to connect with the world. CGTN Radio. Hear the difference. You're listening to Special English. Vegetation. Is a crucial part of terrestrial ecosystems and an important indicator of climate change. A team of Chinese researchers has reported that the structural complexity of vegetation may also influence satellites' remote sensing monitoring. Vegetation indices. Derived from satellite data, are widely used for monitoring terrestrial ecosystems and tracking plant properties, vegetation changes, and environmental stresses. Researchers from China Agricultural University found that several major indices from satellite observation. Over the U.S. Corn Belt are higher than those over the Amazon rainforest, despite the latter having more leaf area. The contradicting pattern underscores the need to understand the underlying drivers and their impacts to prevent misinterpretations. The researchers said. That complex forest structures cast microscale shadows, resulting in lower spectral greenness compared to simpler crops. Their finding has been published in the journal Nature Ecology and Evolution. Zheng Yelu, the lead author of the research. Explained that most Earth-observing satellites do not view the Earth in the solar direction, and the impact of shadows is inevitable. However, the shaded parts also contribute to the carbon, water, and energy of the entire vegetation. Ignoring the complexity of vegetation structure. May lead to the uncertainty in assessing vegetation change and growth trends, hindering accurate quantification of regional and global carbon sinks. They suggested that it could be beneficial to adjust 
and make corrections to the indices observed by satellites. The researchers said that the study brought new insights into the remote sensing monitoring of vegetation greenness, deepening understanding of the characteristics of remote sensing data, as well as provided a scientific basis for future research on vegetation and climate change. You're listening to Special English. The harvest season of China's highly sought after freshwater crabs has kicked off on the Yangcheng Lake in Suzhou, in East China's Jiangsu Province. A total of about 11,000 tons of the tasty and pricey mitten crab are expected to be harvested. 1,600 tons more than that of last year. That is according to Gu Donghua, deputy head of the Suzhou Municipal Bureau of Agriculture and Rural Affairs. Xu Hao, a local crab farmer, said that the crabs have grown bigger this year as the city saw fewer high-temperature days, received adequate rainfall, and was less affected by typhoons, creating a suitable breeding environment for the crabs. The anti-counterfeiting labels for the Yangcheng Lake crabs have been released to facilitate authenticity checks. Chinese people have a custom of eating crabs in autumn when the meat is at its best. The tradition can be traced back over 1,800 years ago to the Han Dynasty. Crabs are considered auspicious as the Chinese word for crab is xie, which is pronounced the same as the Chinese word for thanks. This is Special English. Shuanghe Cave, Asia's hitherto longest cave in southwest China's Guizhou province, has been found to be 409.9 kilometers in length and 912 meters in depth, making it the third longest cave in the world. The latest research results was released after a cave expedition which was conducted by the Provincial Mountain Resources Institute, the Provincial Cave Association, and over 30 researchers and explorers from China, France, Italy, and Belgium. The cave expedition team has unearthed some paleontological fossils and geological relics. Researchers have thus far found 40 giant panda fossils, the oldest living at least a 100,000 years ago, 
and the youngest living only a few hundred years ago. The fossils can help provide a rare sample for the researchers to understand the population genetic evolution history of giant pandas in the late Pleistocene. That is according to He Wei, the team leader and head of the Provincial Mountain Resources Institute. Previously, the cave was surveyed for 257.4 kilometers in length and 665 meters in depth, based on an international scientific investigation carried out before 2019. Being the longest dolomite cave with the largest celestine area in the world, Shuanghe Cave has been termed a karst natural cave museum. Since 1988, international researchers and explorers have conducted 22 scientific investigations on the cave. You're listening to Special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. China has upgraded its digital renminbi payment services to make the payment process more user-friendly for foreigners as part of the efforts to improve the profile of its digital currency. The newly launched Recharge Before Use feature on the digital RMB app allows foreigners to replenish the app wallet by using global payment networks Visa and MasterCard. They can also go to bank service outlets to recharge the wallet with cash. If there is a balance left afterwards, it can be returned to the foreign bank card or account that was used for topping up. Previously, Foreign users in China could only top up their digital renminbi account on the spot when making payments. The new function can help reduce waiting time due to foreign card verification, making the transaction smoother. It also allows foreigners to use more convenient online payment methods, such as QuickPay, just like domestic users. With the upgrade, foreigners can use their digital renminbi both at brick-and-mortar merchants and on online platforms such as ride-hailing app Didi, takeaway service provider Meituan, as well as travel portal Ctrip and e-commerce platform JD. Zhou Maohua, an analyst at China Everbright Bank, said the upgrade will benefit foreigners and increase the presence of digital renminbi in cross-border transaction scenarios, which will ultimately help facilitate the internationalization of the currency. China has been developing the digital version of the fiat currency since 2014. According to the People's Bank of China, as of May 31st, around 264 million transactions were made via digital renminbi in trial regions, totaling 83 billion yuan, about 11.4 billion US dollars. In another development, Chinese financial technology company Ant Group introduced seven new leading digital wallets and payment apps from Asia to the Chinese mainland, bringing the total number of overseas digital wallets accepted in the mainland to 10. 
The company said that users of overseas digital wallets such as HiPay of Mongolia and Changyi Pay of Singapore have been able to use their domestic mobile e-wallets to enjoy a seamless payment experience in the mainland across Alipay's vast merchant network. This is the end of today's program. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.